It's Black Abdallah on a Friday night here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. That's right. Friday nights, they're the best nights here on Black Abdallah because it's all calls. Welcome Friday night calls on ESPN 1000. And it's presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. That's right. The Chicago Hounds. So welcome aboard. And it's all calls. Welcome Friday night calls here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black. Adam Abdallah has the night off. We have a lot to get to tonight. We'll preview the NFL playoffs, the divisional round, fantastic four games that we have to watch this weekend. Uh, I also will try and sneak in an NBA notebook if you'll allow me at some point tonight. We'll, we'll try and get that in. We'll have good question. Uh, I also have an update for Chauncey's football picks. An update on Chauncey's football picks I'll get to uh, at some point tonight and also the song of the night. I wanted to start with this, though, as uh, we welcome your calls at 312-332-3776. Looking at the playoffs for this weekend, uh, you see the matchups that we have both Saturday and Sunday. And the thing that catches my eye as a Bears fan heading into this weekend is there is a team that throughout the season for the Chicago Bears, I've continuously pointed to as a blueprint For the Bears into the future. That team is the Philadelphia Eagles. Now the Eagles are the best team in the NFC this season. 14-3. and Their defense is fantastic. And their quarterback played really well. In the conversation for an MVP for most of the year. Jalen Hurts. The thing that I kept pointing out throughout this season. With the Philadelphia Eagles. Is that Jalen Hurts at this time last year. Was a huge question mark. When it comes to to this team going forward. You know, the Eagles basically had everything set up last season to be competitive. They were a 500 team. They get into the playoffs and they lose in the wild card round. Okay. They have a quarterback who who's, who fans are unsure about. Jalen Hurts was not someone that fans are really sold on in the offseason hang into this year as a guy who could be an elite quarterback in the NFL. Last season, Jalen Hurts threw 16 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. He had a quarterback rating of 87. And, and, and it, was, it was average, right? He kind of made it through this season. Uh, he wasn't doing anything special last year. And as a Bears fan, I remember that. And I remember coming into the season thinking, man, if Jalen Hurts can figure it out, the Eagles are going to be really good. And I thought that Hurts would figure it out. Because going back to the Chicago College tailgate conversations I've had with Abdallah and Jonathan Hood over the years, I thought Jalen Hurts was a very good quarterback at Alabama and at Oklahoma. I think both situations, he excelled. I I thought he was going to be a good quarterback. I liked his draft profile coming into the NFL. I thought it all made sense. I think he's also, character-wise, the type of guy that you want to build your team around. And sitting here as a Bears fan, to me, Jalen Hurts is a great example of a quarterback that immediately didn't necessarily flip the switch to become a great quarterback, right? It took a little time. It took some development from Jalen Hurts and and the Eagles organization to place weapons around Jalen Hurts to allow him to have the success that he's had this season. This season, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions, quarterback rating of 101 and he absolutely has played much better this season than he did last season 
And obviously, the, the reason I say it's a blueprint is because I think Justin Fields can be on the same path that Jalen Hurts is on. This season, Fields, 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, quarterback rating of 85. I don't know about you. It sounds a lot like Jalen Hurts last year. Now, now here's the key. Because the way the Eagles were set up, their defense was much better than what we're working with here in Chicago with the Chicago Bears, right? So the Eagles' defense was better. And then also, their offensive line was already better. Now, looking at it, though, the Bears' run game is the best in the league. You give credit to Fields. But also, the Bears' offensive line was a part of the best run game in the entire league. So there is a little something there. I know most people are saying that the Bears have to upgrade their offensive line to get Fields to the next point. They absolutely do. What the Bears need to look at is this next season and this offseason as an opportunity to align everything so the Bears can win in 2024. So next season, I hope they're competitive. They should be better based on what you're going to do with the cap space that you have, with the draft picks that you have, hopefully uh, a top 10 pick. I think in most scenarios, people have the Bears moving out of one, moving back maybe to four. I think it's possible maybe you get a couple of moves back, collect more assets, but I would still not move farther away from, like say, the top 10. I think the Bears should still try and get a pick in the top 10 in this year's draft even if you're continuously moving back and getting more assets. So you have the cap space, draft capital, and you have the quarterback. And I think what next year needs to be is the year for the Bears to align your franchise to be prepared, like the Eagles were prepared last year, to make a run at 500. You know, if things break your way at the end of the year, Maybe you find a way to wedge or slip or get right into a wild card spot. There's no predictions here saying that they're going to be a playoff team. I'm just saying if you stay within the, the realm of being 500, you, you have a chance. When you get into mid-December, you're, you're playing meaningful games. And I think that's what the Bears need to do over the course of the next few months here in the offseason is find a way to get this team aligned to be competitive next year. So then in 2024, all sights are set on pulling what the Eagles pulled heading into this season, where the Eagles were a team that we were talking with you at the uh, football fest, the ESPN Chicago football fest, saying, hey, the Eagles are going to be the team out of the NFC. A lot of sharps are on the Eagles. The Fat Jack said, hey, watch the Eagles, bet on the Eagles. A lot of people were on the Eagles. It was pretty obvious that they were going to be a good team this season. They had the defense, the offensive line, and the weapons for the quarterback. And when you compare that to what the Bears need to do, there's a lot of heavy lifting for the Bears in this offseason. A lot of heavy lifting. There's a lot of work to be done to get into position that the Eagles were in last year for the Bears to be in in this upcoming season. It could be done, though. I don't think it's that crazy to suggest that that could be done. And so I think the blueprint is there. What was the final piece? Because what could happen is if the Bears can align themselves to be competitive next season, what the Eagles did after losing in a wild card game where their quarterback looked like crap, and you said, oh, I'm not sure on Hurts, you know, maybe the Eagles should be looking around for a different quarterback. 
You know what they did? They went out and got a number one wide receiver for the quarterback, A.J. Brown, solidifying the weapons around the young player. And that's the key. Give the young quarterback options. Give them uh, the ability to not have to run for their lives and give them players who can make plays. And, like, that's where you look at the 49ers this weekend with a third-string quarterback in Brock Purdy who will be starting for San Francisco. They're dangerous. They could win the Super Bowl. He has weapons around him. It's not only on the quarterback. And, and that's where I think the Eagles are the perfect example of the blueprint that the Bears need to try and mimic. They need to find a way, solidify the offensive line, solidify the defensive line, get an edge rusher, maybe a defensive tackle, uh, improve defensively and on the line in this offseason, and get a number one wide receiver for your quarterback. If you can do those things in this offseason, then next year you can be competitive. And then the final pieces that you can try and find for the following year allows you to try and win in 2024. And that's what I'm thinking about. You know, this is going to be a great weekend of football, the divisional round. Eagles and Giants, that's the second game on Saturday, 7-15 on Fox. But the Eagles have been the team I, I keep pointing to. That's the blueprint that the Bears need to follow. That's the team. Their quarterback, the moment he started to, to play for them, it was not a guarantee that he was going to be the guy. But you know what the Eagles did? Is they supported the quarterback, and they put pieces around the quarterback. And I think Ryan Poles will do that for the Bears here in Chicago. It's a Friday night. Bleck and Abdallah on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. And uh, all calls welcome. Friday night calls. It's presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. All calls welcome. We go to Tio in Elgin. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tio? Hey, Chris, how you doing? I'm good, man. What's going on? I miss you guys in a, in a night. So this week, I, guess I saw my, I listened to my sister because she's on the same time as you guys. Sure. But sure. So I'm happy to hear you back. Uh, so I got a question about soccer. Wait, what is your sister on again? He's in the radio station in California. Got it. Got it. Okay. You, they're on the same time as you guys. Mm-hmm. So, so I prefer to listen to you guys than listen to. Thank you. To Appreciate her. it. <laughs> so I love your show. So thanks, got man. Got a question about soccer. Yes. And I'm talking about, um, are you guys, you guys get in trouble when you talk about soccer? Because last time I talked to you, you said something about <laughs> they don't like to talk about soccer in ESPN 1000. Well, no, we, we don't get in trouble. It's just uh, for, for the majority of the audience, usually the best way to go is talking about American football. Uh, yeah, and yeah, usually, yeah. you know, European soccer or even local soccer, it's not necessarily what people are tuning in for. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember you used, used to have like a the fire. They used to have like a show in your station. Yeah. Yeah. On Saturday I remember mornings. I used to listen yeah. to that. I yeah. like I like the Bears. I like all the sports, but I'm I'm a, a big Chicago Fire fan. Sure. Yeah. And one more question about. Remember we talk about mayo. Do you like mayo? Yeah, mayonnaise. Sure. No. It's disgusting. So, yeah, I know. But how about like you don't like like stuff that like like potato salad? They got mayo, like uh, tuna salad. You uh, don't like that? No. Any uh, any salad that's not a real salad is code word oh. for here's some stuff slopped in mayo. Yeah. Think about it. Wait. That tuna fish and mayonnaise is not a salad. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, how how I did they try and sneak that past us? Hey, yeah, would you I like some you know potatoes <laughs> covered in mayonnaise? 
We're calling it a salad. How did that happen? I don't understand yeah. that. Remember, I told you I I, I put salad, I put mayo and everything, so I'm a big uh, <laughs> mayo fan. Oh, so why? I, I just love it. Like I told you, remember I put in uh, my eggs, uh, my burritos. Oh, I know. My... You told you told us the eggs. That's that's disgusting. Yeah. So you don't like cinco de mayo neither. <laughs> 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 that's good yeah, man, I'm just joking thanks, around, so thanks for taking my call man, yeah, right, I appreciate man. It. all right there you, you go all calls Bye. welcome friday night calls here on black and Abdallah. if you want to join the conversation 312-332-3776 yeah may- mayo is nasty tio puts his uh mayo on his eggs that's disgusting we'll be back you're listening to black and Abdallah. espn chicago Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Welcome, presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. It's Black and Abdallah on a Friday night. Abdallah has the night off. I'm Chris Black, hanging out with you until 8 o'clock. All calls welcome here on the show. Here we go. Chase on the south side. Hello, Chase. Chase, you just went through the matrix, my man. Come on. Happy All Calls. Welcome Friday. Hello, Chase. How are you? I'm good. Hey, happy Friday, man. Happy Friday. Friday. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Happy All Calls Friday. Now, Chase, I must warn you, there's some debate in the Twitch chat that people are not uh, not enjoying your phone calls. They're saying that uh, uh, you, you call the shows too often. That's something I'm seeing in the Twitch chat. People can uh, uh, join the Twitch chat ESPN and 1000 and Chicago. People, what do you, what do you think about that, Chase? And those people who say that, I can really care less what they think. So I really don't <laughs> care what people think. So whoever say that, uh, just let them know. I bet them same people couldn't say that to my face. So. Oh, okay. All right. All right. You know, I, I don't care what people think, just let you know that. I really can care less what people think of me. So I don't even, I don't even know you told me that because I laugh at them same people that say that. Because half the same people probably... Don't even have nothing going for themselves because they stay on Twitch all day. But that's another topic for another day. Well, easy. My but, dad's uh, in there. Oh, well, your dad's cool. I like your dad. <laughs> and I don't know him. Even though I don't know him, he seemed like a good guy. Yes. Because yes, yes. you seem like a good guy, so yeah. that's why. Yeah. Average at best. Yeah. Hey, so I asked you this question. Okay, so I don't know how much you follow Chicago, uh, Chicago sports media as far as the uh, females. Okay, so I got to ask you this question. If you could pick, you could pick one, right? To take out on the date, because I know you got a woman. You are you married, right? Chase, I'm married. Okay, so damn, that's not a good. I was gonna ask you if you could pick one Chicago reporter. We're not doing that. Play. No, no. New uh, call. Okay, get a I, new topic, and don't go with Trubisky. Um, I wasn't gonna go with Trubisky. I don't even think about that. No, I said give me a new topic, and and don't give me Trubisky. Okay, okay, okay. So, we'll, all right, I'm going to put you on. You workshop this, okay? I'll come back to you. Okay. All right. Okay. Wait, what does Chase think this is? No, we're not doing that. That's uh, not what we're going to do. Ranking reporters. What? What is this? 
like Barstool when they first started? That's not what this is. 312-332-3776. Bluck and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. All calls welcome. We'll go back to Chase. I'll give him a minute to figure that out. Jake in Frankfurt, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jake? Hey, what's happening, guys? What's up, man? Well, I just wanted to have my boy Chase's back. I respect his takes, and I, I love what he says. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stop dogging our guy Chase. Well, we I'm gotta, not, uh, hold on. We I'm not, dog, I'm not gotta, dogging him. You're, you're going after no, the Twitch No, not you guys. I'm talking about the Twitch guys. Okay. Yeah, 100%. I love my guy Chase. I met him uh, I met him out at one of the uh, the meetups. I forget which one it was. Sure. Yeah, he's a good guy. All right. Good stuff. Thanks, Jake. Yeah, no problem. Have a good one, guys. All right, so there's a call for for Chase. Twitch chat is against Chase. There's Jake from Frankfurt calling to say he is in support of Chase on the south side. Chase, uh, I'm I'm go- I'm coming back to you. Do you have something now that's that's relevant? Yeah, hey, hey, before I get, uh, before I get started, tell you tell uh, Jake from Frankfurt. Y'all, I, I don't remember him, but tell him I appreciate the thumbs up though. So I, I appreciate. All the, right, the I'll, love, I'll pass that along. But. All right, but um, you know what though? I I just say this though. When you was talking about the Bears, um, what about uh, uh, like having a team like the the Buffalo Bills? What about that? You know, having a team like that almost. I mean, they they can you know they this sort of similar situations too. I mean, I know you're not really Eberflus fan. I don't. I mean, because I need to know why don't you like Eberflus as a coach though? Like, what is your problem with him though? Well, a he's a defensive mind coach, Chase, that has a really bad defense. I believe they're thirty first in defensive yards fault, per play. What do you mean, science fault? That's he coaches his, the that's team. That's not his fault. Are you giving him yeah, credit for got... the success of the team offensively? Uh, I mean, what are you supposed to do with the roster he has? You see the you see the, the you coach him up on that defense. You coach him up. <laughs> it's what they're there for. You coach him up. He, he's not Chris. He's not the fault of defensive players that can't get out to the corner. I didn't say That's he was he fault. was the entire fault, but the fact that I think the scheme didn't really work. I think also that um, I did you see any improvement? He's a defensive coach. There's no but, improvement but, but, from the defensive side of the ball this year. The team, that's because the team was horrible. He has a horrible D. He has no – look at that rock. Okay. So you're just going to give him a pass. There was no improvement whatsoever defensively. Giving you're giving him a pass. Because of the roster. Now, next season, with better players and a much improved team, if they look like – if the defense looked like how it looks next season with better players, then, yeah, I would say, yeah, we got a problem with that head coach. But as of right now, I can't come – you remember Yurko said you can't. What he said about lobster and uh, what is that? When, when you, when you, what he say about lobster? Uh, whatever he was saying, you, you can't have some, uh, uh, a cook to cook dinner and, and if you don't have the ingredients. I mean, you can't ask him to make. I mean, what are you supposed to water? You're right. Wine? You, you mean, can't cook dinner if you don't have ingredients. You're right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Look at the roster. They have the worst. I mean. Look, Cap said they have they have no talent. Their defense was the worst roster. No talent. He's playing with backups. You saw the injuries, all the injuries they was having. I mean, you have rookie, rookies, Chase, backups, Chase, practice squad Chase. players. Uh, the uh, Giants correct? are in the sec. They're in the second round of the playoffs. Uh, they're in the divisional uh, round of the playoffs. Uh, 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 the Giants have the Giants. more New York Giants than the Bears do. New York Giants. They do. They got the they got the number one pick. What's his name? Kevin Tip. What's his name? I don't think uh, I don't think they. Thibodeau, I don't think they have so much difference in talent that one team is the worst team in football and one team's in the divisional round. Okay, okay, I'll, give you, I'll tell you this much right now. Would you say that the New York Giants could be the Bears of 2018? Sorry, Mitch, but 20 Bears of 2018. 
Can the Giants? Well, yeah, the Giants aren't going to win this weekend. Bear, yeah, the Bears are 2018, and next year they'd be 2019. Bears, sorry, Mitch, but I'm. That's a tough way to go into the weekend. You're, you're bashing your guy, Trubisky. I mean, I'm sorry, but I mean. All right, Chase, I got I to gotta keep going, all right? All right, go ahead, Blake. All, all right, right. All right. We're, you know, next time, don't have a creepy question to start. All right? <laughs> all right, all right. There's Chase. All calls welcome. All right. Eric and Wakanda, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Eric. How's it going tonight? What's up? So, first time, long time. Thanks for taking the call. Welcome to the I program. Just gotta, thank you. I got to sound off on something. I know we're in the season of mock drafts and all that stuff. Everybody's got to write their articles. There is no way that the Chicago Bears are trading Justin Fields. There is just no way. You said it earlier. You are 100% correct. The Philadelphia Eagles are the blueprint for success. We need to build around Justin Fields, just like the Eagles built around, um, uh, I'm blanking on the quarterback's name now, Why am I on Jalen Hurts. There's no way we're going to do that. And all these mock drafts saying we're going to get this and that, I know that we're going to get a haul for the number one pick, but there's no way that we're getting rid of Justin Fields. You're right, Eagles blueprint is the way to go. Have you ever heard of Bob Does Sports before, by the way? Who? Bob Sports? Bob Does Sports. It's like Bob a YouTube does sports. golf channel. No. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, golf, uh, it's a YouTube golf channel, but okay. two of those guys associated with that show, um, Joey Coldcuts and the Big Ticket, they do their own sports Hold, hold on. Joey Coldcuts is their name? It's their name. Joey Coldcuts and the Big Ticket. They're the hosts of the Sportsman right. Podcast. Okay. The Big Ticket is a huge fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. And he talks about, they talk about this stuff every week on their show on YouTube, on Instagram. It's a great podcast. I'm sure but it you is. Brought, you brought it up. The Eagles blueprint is the way to go. Justin Fields is not going anywhere. The Bears are going to keep him. And don't be ridiculous with all these mock drafts with getting seven number one picks from seven different teams and trading seven different times. Be patient. It's going to happen. Eagles is a blueprint. That's all I got to say. All right. Thanks for the call, Eric. Appreciate you. 312-332-3776. Blecking Abdallah on a Friday night here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Scott in Lakeview, you're on ESPN 1000. All calls welcome. What's up, Scott? Hey, happy Friday. Happy Um, Friday. Happy Friday. So here's a question I have for you. I, I hear you not too big fan of our current head coach of the Chicago Bears. And the question I have is, I mean, he, I've been a lifetime Bears fan, okay? And, and I'm actually proud of them for doing one thing, and that is actually not band-aiding this team. They are basically, if you had talent, with the exception of Fields, they got rid of you, especially on defense. So when you sit there and say his defense was not playing, anyone who had any ounce of talent that doesn't belong on a practice squad was was basically traded or, or let go. Um, I don't think we could we could evaluate anything that was done on this team. And you have to realize that how many games could they possibly have won? But they know they weren't going to win those games on purpose because of draft status. I mean, I think especially the last four to five weeks, I, I think you could see the writing on the wall that they had at least a number three pick, and they weren't going to jeopardize that. I'd like to hear your thoughts on, on this. 
Well, to, to be fair, I, you start off by saying that I'm not an Eberflus guy. I'm just pointing out that the Bears went one way where the rest of the league hired offensive-minded coaches, and his specialty is one of the worst units in all of football. I, th- I think that's something that we have to point out, and I don't like giving free passes in a big-boy market like Chicago. That, that's just my opinion. So, like, he may work out. He might, he might be a great coach. I just, I'm going to hold him accountable since he's the coach. He's a defensive-minded coach. I know he's more of a CEO-type style of head coach, but I would imagine the defense would have improved a little, maybe like uh, low 20s, maybe high teens at the end of the season. Being 31st in the defensive yards per play is just terrible. Okay, let me let me ask one more question before yeah. I go. On, on the eleven starters that we had, based, I know there was some changes there. How many would start on another team? Well, you have a uh, you have uh, two two guys who could start for corners, right? Gordon and Johnson. You have two sa- you have two safeties, Brisker Jackson, right? Like uh, Jones is I mean, pretty good in the middle. There were some players, yeah. They, some, yeah obviously, they traded away their best players in the season. Quinn yeah, and, well, and Roquan. I, so, I get that. They did that. And, I mean, and would you agree that the last – I mean, I'm just saying four to five games that they knew they were going to lose these games. They were going to make it look competitive, but they were going to lose. But there were also four or five games that they, they absolutely could have won. Well, that's true. But I but I'm, but that was earlier on. I think when the season started developing, they are like, okay, well, this is not going anywhere this year, so let's – I don't you know, know about that. The Dolphins and the Lions, that was late. That was November, no? They could have won those games. Uh, well, the Dolphins game, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look I'd have to look back. But I'm well, I'm saying the last four games. I don't have a schedule. Yeah, it was post October. Those games were in November, for sure. They could have won those games. But I mean the last let's just take the last three. Yeah, you, you, I don't know. That, that's a good question. Behind closed doors <laughs> right. they say, Hey, try your best and then like they're like, Listen, we're not gonna win this game. We'll find a way not to. No, I, I, I think I think Paul said it uh, at the end of the season. I think Eberflu said it. They were trying to win. Now, you could debate if uh structuring your roster a certain way would actually allow you to win, but they were they were saying publicly that they were trying to win games, even till the end. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess we'll never know. But I, I will say this, though. I will, my, my judgments will start next year. So that's, that's, that'll be like the first game of the season. Then I will start judging our current management. All right, that's fair. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there. So thank you. Yeah, good call, Scott. Appreciate you. All calls welcome on a Friday night presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. More calls next. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Sixth day right here on ESPN 1000. Friday nights are our favorite night of the week. Why? It's because it's Friday night calls. All calls welcome and it's presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. All calls welcome at 312-332-3776. We're talking football. 
We're previewing the divisional games this weekend. We're talking Bears as well. I, I said the Eagles are the team the Bears need to use as a blueprint going into the future. So we'll take your calls here on ESPN 1000 at 312-332-3776. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Here we go. Mitchell in displays. Hello, Mitchell. You know, I think it's great that you're, uh, you know, doing such a wonderful job. And uh, I wanted to say a few things. Number one, I'm yes. enjoying a great Tuscany uh, from oh. 1967, which oh. sets the mood. Um, and I like to bring two Mitchell, points. Mitchell, can I let you are... something uh, in on something? You know what? I don't really enjoy Italian wines. Oh, wow. I, I'm, I'm more of a, Na- a Napa guy. I like Napa. California I, I, I wines. And even some of the wines that come from Oregon are pretty good. Well, you can find a lot. There's a lot of yeah. variety. In the all, you're really paying for the region. You're paying for the soil. You're paying for the actual region of that wine. Sure. Chianti is a region. So you're paying for... Now, I've always liked Chiantes because um, I like the dryness. I like the dryness to the highest level. Um, I'll put up with a cab because, you know, everybody makes a big deal about it. But I, I do enjoy it. I love Malbec. But my go-to, I mean, historically, has been Chianti. And it goes with everything, especially if you like Italian food. Um, it's, it's just smooth. It's, 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 it's a, for, those, for those neophytes that I can't stand on your station, <laughs> that don't understand Chianti from Melbeck to right. save their life. Sure. It, it, like Abdallah, right? No, he, well, I don't know what, I don't know what he drinks. I'm kidding. He, I don't know what he, he likes pot, so I don't know what his thing is. Uh, but he'll, he'll drink some wine, <laughs> but usually it's like a, he'll go with an old-fashioned. Uh, okay. he'll, he'll drink Tito's as well. Some vodka. Okay, I mean, we'll do that. It, listen, whatever your thing is, it's subjective. It's to you. I'm just. Sure. I like you, you. Really, when you talk about wines and you open up this, you know, when you took my call, mm-hmm. it's about the region and whatever that region is in, in, in the in the world. You're paying for the soil. You're paying for that's what you're paying for. So Chianti is a region, you know. But it's. I think you should just got to find the right Chianti. Uh, one day, uh, you and I will get together and we'll sit down. And I'll work through things that really are specific to your Gemini palate. Oh. And that's when you'll appreciate I like that. the intelligence. Yeah, that's why we have this connection. You know, I, I, at some point, because I know the Twitch chat is very interested, when, the next time we, we go out, you have to come out. You have to come yeah. hang out with us. Yes. When they, when, listen, when they go and watch, you know, um, Unleash the Dragon by Cisco, right? Yes. And they review my performance. Sure. I'll be more than happy to. And when they reach, you know, that, that, that's, that's what I'm talking about. But listen, I want to get to the point real quick, all right? Um, listen, you talk about you're fiscal responsible because you're a Gemini. You're smart. Right. Now, when it gets to what I call the regards to the funding of the stadium, Chicago proper, those idiots that don't understand, the neophytes again, that don't understand that the yes, park the neophytes, yes. Chicago. Okay, and listen, I... I'm going to get into this real quick. Okay. The, the park district is owned by the people that live in the municipality in Chicago, okay, that they, they own the stadium. That's how stadiums are built. Very little of that money comes from, you get some corporate money, some, which is a big, you know, for a lot of people, it's a big deal. But the, 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 the majority comes from the taxpayers, you vapid-minded idiots. So here's the problem, Chris, that I have. This is yes. my biggest headline. In order for the Bears to go, they already got that deal done, okay, in Arlington Heights, right? And I grew up in Arlington Heights, like, you know, for a big part of my life, so I know exactly what they're doing. Sure. The thing is that, the thing is this, 
that they still owe $800 million to Chicago proper in terms of the park district for the, for the remaining rights at Soldier Field. So who the, the taxpayers are going to have to flip that bill? So, so then you have all these corrupt politicians that are currently running for mayor, and they think that they're going to go to Springfield, and they're going to get state money to cover the cost to keep the bears in Chicago. That's right. never going to happen. The McCaskies are all about the money. And guess what, folks? You're not at the table. You're not smart enough to be at the table. And by the way, you're not involved. But what they really want you to do is that they, they condition you. Like a, they, their behavior modification is like that of a dog. You go to their stupid games to have a 3-13 and 13 game, a 3-14 or a three and 14 season with a quarterback that can't throw. And this is what you get, right? You get quadruple drips. Now, you happen to have your family, right, Chris? Yes. You guys are into like, And then, listen, I really give those particular people that have had a history with the Bears over like a 45, I give them a lot of credit. Coming down the Soldier Field, the horrible stadium, you're yep. being quadruple drift because you're paying for it. If you live in Cook County, folks, I'm not talking about the other municipalities, specifically, and do your homework, you vapid minded neophytes, Cook County. So that means the idiot that lives out and basically displays, right? Yes. Guess what? I'm funding this ridiculous thing called Soldier Field. And when they go to Arlington Heights, right, they got to bring in so much corporate money that it doesn't dip in, but it's not going to happen. Jerry Jones, let me give you a quick example. Jerry Jones, when he built his big thing, he put down less than 5%. Okay? This guy, Jerry Jones, in 1967, took a huge loan from the mobsters, from a guy named, for those that don't know the history, you know the guy that started the union, Jimmy Hoffa? He took a $56 million loan from Jim in 67. And his father Is said, that factual? Is this on the record? Factual no, information? He opened, up, he opened up Shakey's Pizza. It's on the record. It's out there. Look for okay. it. Okay? All right. All right. All right. Shakey's Pizza. This was Jerry Jones in 1967. He took out a huge loan. Okay? okay. The amount is a little sketchy in terms of what he had, but I, I guarantee it Guaranteed. His father said, you better not play with these guys because Hoffa and his crew will have you five, you know, five feet under. Right. He paid them back with interest, and every, but he learned a very valuable lesson. When he funded decades later, okay, yep. Jerry World, he knew exactly the leverage. That was a great learning experience for, for Jerry Jones. He put very little money in Arlington, Texas, to build that huge thing. In, you know, it's not in Dallas. It's in Arlington. Right. So, again, no pun intended, Arlington Heights, okay, the, the people that reside there, they're going to pick up the tab on 89% and 96% of the funding for this thing that you guys want to call. And listen, do I think it's a good? Yes. You guys sit on, you know, listen, any person can pontificate saying that, you know, the advantages. You're telling you know, me. Are, you know, have, but the, who's going to pay for it? Do you hear what I'm saying here, Daddy-O? I, I hear you. I hear you. And look, and here's the problem, Chris. Look, you know, yep. you don't understand. I don't know if you own or rent, okay? I've been an owner twice, okay? I have had two condos. I had one on Lakeshore Drive. None of your folks in your neophyte audience can even afford it, okay? <laughs> I had it, okay? I have not even close, you vapid-minded idiots who are still living at home in their parents' basement, okay? But I digress. <laughs> I have a second condo, and when I lived out in L.A., that's the only time I rented because you can't find anything out there. Now, look. When you buy and you own property, like a house or a condo, you sure. got to pay property taxes. And if you're a resident of Cook County, this is my right. point. This is I'm going to close on. Yeah, okay? the point, yes. You and I are both in Cook County. So sure. guess what? If, even if this thing goes through, which we know, no politician <laughs> in, corrupt, in corrupt uh, Chicago is going to stop 
the McCaskies to going to Arlington Park, right? However, people in Cook County, no matter if you live in Arlington Heights or not, you're going to be paying for it. So you better think about that when you go to future games. And listen, the bottom line is Yes, the bottom line, yes. Yes. Okay, I dig the gym high vibe. But for those like Chase and uh, who's the guy named, the guy named Chase? Yeah, you know, Chase, and there's, uh, there's some others in the Twitch chat. Yeah, they're coming after you. Yeah, okay, before they get on air, I, I highly suggest you better test your routine before you come with your points because here's the thing about the Mitchell Displays. Mitchell Displays, when he comes on air, is coaching, he's concise, and you guys are too stupid to even understand those words. And that is the fun line. <laughs> Thank you, Mitchell. Have a good weekend, Mitchell. There's Mitchell in displays. I think Abdallah missed one. That was a good one. I think he missed a good one. All right, we're cooking with gas now. It's Black and Abdallah. All calls welcome. It's a Friday night here on ESPN 1000. And all calls on a Friday night. Friday night calls is presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. More phone calls coming up next at 312-332-3776. And also, a song of the night. That's next. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. On FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. You know, part of the fun of a Friday night here on Blocking Abdallah is you don't really know what you're going to get. And uh, having both Chase from the South Side and Mitchell and Desplaines come after the Twitchers tonight, I think that's fun. Uh, you can watch the show on Twitch, ESPN 1000 Chicago. Uh, they clearly have their thoughts and opinions on what they've heard from uh, both Mitchell and Chase this evening. Uh, so if you want to see what they're saying in the Twitch chat, shout out to the long streamers in the Twitch chat. Uh, ESPN 1000 Chicago is where you can watch the show this evening here Black Amdala on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. And uh, Friday Night Calls is presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. We're talking with you here on ESPN 1000 at 312-332-3776. Nick in Indiana, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Nick? Hey, Chris. How's it going, Chris? I'm What's on up, my man? way back from Twin Peaks with uh, the Waddle and Sylvie out there. Nice. How was it? And did you bring the guys cookies? No, because I wasn't sure if I was going to go until I was at work, and I asked about the casinos if they were going to go, and I was like, yeah, may as well see if uh, anyone else shows up. So, nice. Was it a good time? It sounded good. Yeah, it was fun. It's just it's hard to hear the callers when you're in there. That's the only thing. Oh, yeah, I, I get you. It's Yeah, it's... Which, it, it's... which is nice, because you didn't have to hear all these same-name Bears draft <laughs> you know, calls that don't make any sense. Or, or Eddie on the north side? Yeah, unfortunately, though, driving home, I have to hear that trocodyte, you know, Mitchell and Desplaines talk about how he's concise. I don't think he knows what that means because you can't ramble for five minutes and say you're concise. Oh, no, Nick. He's going to come after you. Oh, that's fine. I want to hear him give a, uh, give us a review of that, uh, that uh, 19 crimes that uh, Sylvie's always talking about. Oh, yeah, that, that's a good idea. Yeah. There's some 19 crimes in the studio right now. Yeah, there you go. What's going on, Nick? 
Well, I, I just I, I had a big rant on Monday that I was going to call in about, but then there ended up not being a show about the Bears. So I've cooled down over the week, and so I, I've been just binging a lot of Food Network. Okay, yeah. And I, I know you've talked about you've been watch you've watched it before. Sure. I figured I would ask you. What are your favorite shows on Food Network? Because they got the, the new one, the, the, the tailgate, sure. and I've been watching a lot of uh, Triple D, uh, you know, a lot of uh, uh, Chop. Of and, uh, you know, there's some chefs that I really like, and there's some chefs that, you know, they're not bad. I figured I'd ask you about your thoughts on that. All right, so uh, long-time Triple D guy, uh, Triple, uh, Triple D guy. Uh, also, uh, Grocery Games, very good. I'm, I'm a, a committed fan to Guy Fieri. I think uh, I think his brand is hilarious. I think uh, he's just he's just uh, entertaining in my eyes. So I'm about all of his programming. Uh, Long time uh, beat Bobby Flay guy. Uh, so I, I like that show. Uh, originally, I I loved the Iron Chef. I loved when they used to do that, and I loved when they used to play the the episodes that were not in English. Remember, way back in the day, they had the original Iron Chef that they would run on Food Network. I used oh, yeah. to love that. I, all I grew the up time. watching that original yeah. one and then the American one. Yeah, I, I, Mori Moto was my favorite chef. Yes. Uh, he was on both. Yes. He, you know, he was like the closer. When he was the one that was selected, it was like, you know, that the other chef is not going to win. He was fantastic. And if you go to Spice House, you can actually buy his spices from Spice House. Really? Yes. That's good to know. Uh, and La, La, La Boite, I think is how it's pronounced, sure. it has Amanda Freitag's spice line. Okay. All right. And then, uh, obviously, she's not on the Food Network anymore, but Rachel Ray. Big Rachel Ray fan. Uh, she Rachel Ray's good. And now, but yeah. now you've got, um, I'm spacing her name, the Pioneer Woman, who does a very yeah. similar type show. Pretty good. And then yeah. if you ever see Damaris Phillips, who's obviously a judge on Triple G, yeah. uh, she does a lot of that same kind of style, of like the more yeah. uh, home-cooked style of cooking. Well, there years ago, Nick, Rachel Ray was on Black and Abdallah. So, okay. so we're we're big fans of Rachel Ray. She came on. She was so nice. Uh, she told us she was making a cake for her dog. It was great. Oh, that, that's that's obviously lovely because yeah. dog show. Yes, of course. So it was very lovely. So yeah, that, that's my answer. I I actually uh, recently haven't watched a lot of Food Network, but I bet uh, once football ends, I, I probably will will head back that way at some point. I found another show after the the, the, the uh, tailgate show ended that came on. It was uh, called, um, and I'm spacing on the name, but it was really cool because it was a home cook being brought in who thinks they're getting uh, just uh, an audition, but sure. they're actually going up against one of the Food Network stars. <laughs> and then Eddie Jackson goes out and just brings in random people off the street in New York to do the judging. Really? And the, the, the home cook only needs one vote in their favor in order to win. Okay. All right. That sounds uh, interesting. So, and also, uh, before I go, yeah, got to shout out the Twitchers. I know you just did, but you got, you got all these guys now ragging on them. <laughs> got, I got to support my guys. <laughs> well, that's why uh, tonight I wanted to point out uh, and give credit to the Twitchers, since it seems like on the phones uh, there's a bit of a, a rivalry brewing here. So I just want to make sure that everyone's being acknowledged. Oh, of course. And obviously, today is better for the callers for you because now they've had a few because it's Friday night and it's night and it's not the middle of the day. Yeah, that's how it goes. Thank you, Nick. Hey, I'll talk to you later, Chris. You have a good one. Yeah, there, there you go. Nick's always in the Twitch chat, a uh, great listener of the show. Uh, last time we were out, he, he joined us and he brought us cookies. Uh, so he's very good at baking. 
as well. Black and Abdallah weeknights here on ESPN 1000. Every night at around 6.50, we play for you the song of the night. I want to rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's song of the night. Yo, later. Tonight's song. We go to the birds. Turn, turn, turn. 1965. It's the song of the night. that we have this song featured tonight on the song of the night is david crosby legendary singer and songwriter passed away yesterday at age 81 folk rock pioneer one of the founding members of the birds also crosby stills nash and young uh his family announced his passing yesterday and obviously the birds this is one of their more famous songs To everything turn, turn, turn. You know, David Crosby was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1991 with the Birds. Then also again with Crosby, Stills, and Nash, 1997. And then also, uh, right, like, legendary. And then also his, like, persona just fits what, like, 60s rock culture was all about. Like, I just remember seeing uh, interviews throughout the years, and, and he's just such a, like, sweet, lovely man. Right? Like, the thing that always comes to mind, like, there's, like, no anger. He was just, like, a, a, a happy dude playing great music. So, sad news. Passed away at 81 yesterday. And so, tonight, we feature one of the great rock bands of the past, The Birds. Your song of the night, Black Abdallah. Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for what dial? 
But there's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ex- ah, never mind. Crank the volume, because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. It's a Friday night. All calls welcome at 312-332-776. We're talking football in the NFL. Uh, divisional round of the playoffs this weekend. We'll preview it coming up next. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.